Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, we're going into chapter 13 now in Matthew, and I've entitled this chapter, The King's Teaching by the Sea, because this is some teaching that Jesus did by the Sea of Galilee, in which he gave a lot of different parables. Now, you might be asking, what's a parable? A parable is a, is a story where Jesus uses something from their everyday life to convey a truth, to convey truths for them to think about and to consider. They're kind of different in that when he presents them, they actually may be kind of hard to understand, but he has a reason for that, and we're going to see that today. Jesus explains why some people can understand him and other people can't. And what we're going to look at today is the very first parable Jesus gave by the sea, and that's the parable of the sower. What Jesus was trying to convey with the parable of the sower is is that there are different responses towards him. Have you noticed that? I mean, have you noticed that when you're at work or with your family, when you're out and about, if you the subject of Christianity comes up in your faith, you're going to have people respond to you differently. You're going to have maybe meet somebody who's antagonistic. You have those who are indifferent, who basically, it really doesn't matter. That's your thing. I'm not really worried about it. Then you have those who are excited. But even those among those who are excited, there's different types of excitement. There's excitement for the moment, and they're excited for, about Jesus for the moment, but then there's also those who are long-lasting. And we're going to talk about those different responses. Why, why do we need to talk about this? Why does Jesus bring it up? Because he wants you to understand that not everybody likes him. Not everybody accepts what he's saying. And that kind of goes, kind of something that we need to hear right now, because, you know, here's the thing. We have some assumptions we have some assumptions. We think that most people are okay because they understand the gospel. We think that most people, especially in our culture in the United States, we think that most people are okay because they understand the gospel. But here's the reality. The reality is, is they don't. How many of you remember watching football? I can remember all the way back before I married Lori watching football games, and you'd see some guy in the stands on TV holding up a sign that said John 3.16. How many remember that? And he would be at every game, or somebody else would be, every time there was, they'd always somehow try to get it on TV. Remember that? Here's what they found. Most people had no clue what he was talking about. Most people didn't comprehend. Christians were like, wow, the gospel's getting out there. And most people were like, what's that about? They didn't understand. They had no clue. It was like over their head. But for most of us in the church, we assume it's getting out there. Everybody understands. Everybody's okay. We have an assumption that everybody's okay in this world because they understand the gospel. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, most people don't understand the gospel. Most people can't comprehend it. See, I don't think we, I think we've got to 
to grow up a little bit and realize that not everybody understands. How can you say that? Well, the fastest growing group in America is not the Muslims, okay? Can I say that to you? Quit reading Facebook. It's not the Muslims. You know who the fastest growing group are in America, religiously? The nuns. That is, the nothings. What do you mean by that? Well, they identify themselves. You get those forms, and they say to you, what are you? You know what I'm saying? They're the ones who click off that they believe in nothing. They're not atheists. They just don't believe in anything anymore except themselves. That See, this is the thing you and I need to understand. We think that most people are okay. So why are we getting there? Because Jesus says there are different responses to him. Here's the second thing I want you to see. It's the condition of one's heart that determines the response to Jesus. See, that's the bottom line here. It's the condition of one's heart that determines the response to Jesus. When it comes to each and every individual and and what they do with Jesus Christ, it's their heart that ultimately makes their decision about how they're going to respond to him. It's their heart. It's your heart. It's my heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? We just can't assume things just because they make statements or whatever. No, no, it's their heart. And we're going to see that. Jesus is going to talk about that today. So let's look at this parable. I'm going to first give you the parable, and then here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the next four weeks to talk about the four responses. Do you understand there's four responses here, and you need to understand them? The first one is obvious. It's those who reject. But what we're going to see is, is that there are Four responses to Jesus that come out of this parable. So let me read the parable in its entirety, and then we're going to see what Jesus explains as the first response. So let, let me just read it to you. Start with me, Matthew 13, verse 1. And on the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and a great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up, because they had no depth of the earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. And whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. 
Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. For in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. The hearts of the people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes have closed. Lest they could see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts in turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For inasmuch I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and hear what you hear and did not hear it. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. Anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches it away, what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. Okay, here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to talk, first of all, about the nature of spiritual truth. Stop for a moment. Think for a moment. Have you ever talked about Christianity with someone and they didn't understand a thing you were saying? You ever talked to somebody like that? You ever ever talked to them about church? You ever talked to them about God answering prayer? You ever talked to them about what Jesus did? And they were like, what? They just couldn't comprehend. But yet it makes sense to you and I, doesn't it? Here's what I want you to understand. Jesus is going to talk about the nature of spiritual truth. Why is it that they can't understand? We're going to see that here. And then we're going to talk about those who reject. Jesus makes us understand about those who reject. So let's look at the nature of spiritual truth. First thing I want you to see is this. God is the one who gives people the ability to understand. Stop. How many of you have shared the gospel before? Just kind of raise your hand. You've talked to people about Jesus, okay? You've shared the gospel, but they didn't respond. How many of you felt there must have been something wrong with what I said? Because they didn't understand. They didn't receive what I was saying. They didn't respond to what I was saying. So therefore, it must be because I didn't say the right things. Or it must be the timing was wrong. Or it must be that I didn't know how to answer their questions. You know what I'm talking about? Here's what I want you to understand. This is going to set some of you free here this morning. I want it to set you free. It is God. God is the one who gives people the ability to understand spiritual truth. It's not you. It's not me. Did you understand what I'm saying? God is the one who gives you the ability or anyone the ability to understand his truth. It's not the person who's the vehicle. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's that they are not understanding. You can give perfect presentations and people will still not listen or respond. Do you understand what I'm saying? They won't comprehend. They don't see it. God is the one who gives people the ability to understand. Look with me at verse 10 11. You'll see exactly what he's saying disciples came to him and said, why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus, why are you using these stories? Why, why do you talk to them this way? Look at what it says there. Look what Jesus said. Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Who gives them that? God. He gives you the, to the ability to see. Grasp that. 
Now, I'm going to tell you how you take that thought and help you know how to reach out to your friends and pray for them. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Here's what I want you to see. Jesus goes on in verse 12 and says, Whoever has, to him more will be given. He will have an abundance, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Here's what he's talking about. He's talking about the level of understanding people have about truth. The level of understanding concerning Jesus determines one's reward. The level of understanding people have concerning Jesus determines one's reward. Do you understand? So if you have much, Jesus is saying, he's saying if you have an understanding of who he is, if you have much understanding, you're going to receive more. What's that? Ultimately, he's talking about you're going to receive the eternal kingdom. You're going to be with him. But if you have nothing, that is, you have no understanding of salvation, you have no understanding of the king, you have no understanding, what you have will be taken from you. What does that mean? Judgment. Judgment. He's talking about the reality that there's more going on that you need to understand. Because maybe you're, well, you know, I believe in Jesus, but I don't have much. You may not think you have much, but you'll receive even more later on. This is the point. Your reward is determined by your understanding of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for you. In fact, verses 13 through 15, Jesus presents truth in such a way that it's not seen by those who reject This is what I think is amazing. He presents truth, these parables, in such a way so that those who don't understand, who are going to reject, they can't see it. But those whose hearts are open, who are searching, they do see it. There there are some people who can understand the truths because it makes sense to them, but then there are some people, it just seems flat out what? crazy. In fact, that's what the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that the cross is, the concept of the cross, someone dying on a cross for your forgiveness, for your eternal life, is foolishness to the rest of the world. Foolishness. But to us, it's life. Because we understand. See, that's the nature of spiritual truth. So why are we talking about this? Why are we getting into this discussion about the nature of spiritual truth? Well, I want you to see something here. Well, first of all, let me just say this real quick. There's one last point here about the nature of spiritual truth. Anyone who sees is truly blessed because they know what others desired. Okay, let's stop. Here's what he's saying. Okay, you're here for a reason this morning. Some of you are here because you were brought here, but, uh, but most of you, I believe, are here because you want to be here. You want to believe in Jesus. You, you believe in him. You trust in him. You've accepted him as your Savior, and that's where you're at. Okay, all right. You know Jesus Christ died for you. You know that he gave his life so that you might have the forgiveness of sins. You know that when he died and rose again on the third day, he guaranteed and promised you salvation, eternal life later on to be with him. You know that. You know who he is. Jesus is saying, you are truly blessed just with that understanding and knowledge. Why? Because he said there were many, many prophets, 
righteous men before his time who did not understand, who had no comprehension. He was just simply a hope, something in the future that they were hoping for, that they didn't truly understand who he was. You understand what they only hope for without understanding. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are able to see what they couldn't see, and you're blessed. In fact, I'd go one step further. You're blessed, just like he told Thomas, blessed are you, Thomas, for believing, but blessed are those who, who, who believe and have not seen. See, you're trusting in that which you haven't even seen. The, the apostles, when they were there, they saw the resurrected Jesus. They handled him. They touched him. But you are blessed because you believe and you haven't seen him physically. See, that's the nature of spiritual truth. And to that nature of spiritual truth, there are going to be different reactions, even in this room. Even in this room, there are different reactions to the reality of what Jesus is saying about himself. So he gave that parable. From their everyday life, every one of them would understand a parable of a guy who went out to sow seed. And some of it fell, the first place he talks about is that who fell on the wayside. You know what I'm saying? Who fell on the wayside. What's he talking about there? Well, he's talking about those who reject. Let me read to you his explanation. Verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. Two things I want you to see here about those who reject. First of all, they hear the truth about Jesus Christ and cannot understand it. They hear the truth about Jesus Christ, and they cannot understand it. Will everybody accept that with me out loud so that we can kill this concept that everybody's going to be okay? Because the fact of the matter is, is not everybody's going to be okay. Not everybody's going to be okay. There are people out there who do not comprehend, understand at all. In fact, you could talk to them and say to them, well, just pray this prayer, you'll be okay. Folks, they'll pray the prayer and still not understand. The prayer is not what saves you. It's understanding who Jesus is and embracing him. That's what saves you. It's faith in Jesus. Not some ritual, some action. And Jesus is saying, the sower goes out. Who's the sower? That's you and I. And we present truth to people about the gospel. We present the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ, the forgiveness that he has, the strength that he has, the grace that he has. We present that to other people. And some of the the word that we present out there falls on the wayside. What is that? It's heard by people who don't understand, who are not understanding, who reject it. And they're never going to see it. They're never going to understand it. And can I tell you this? They're actually a majority of the people. And that's true, biblically. A majority of the people are never going to get it. So what does that do for you and I? Well, first of all, can you quit beating up on yourself thinking that you're not a good witness for him? Can you quit beating up on yourself thinking that you don't know how to present the gospel the right way? Because the reality is, is most will not hear you. In fact, the closer we get to Jesus coming back, can I tell you this right now? The closer we get to Jesus coming back, 
the number of people who reject is just only going to increase. Just being honest with you. See, they hear the truth about Jesus and they don't understand it. You and I know what that's talking about. We talk to other people about other things besides Jesus and sometimes they don't understand what we're talking about. If you're, if you're a boss here of some type or a supervisor, ever talk to the people that work under you, trying to communicate to them what you want to have happen, and it's like whoosh, 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 flying over their heads? Parent, have you talked to your kids? Told them things that you think is clear only for them to whoosh, not understand it? See, we understand that. That's where people are at. But what I want you to see is that when it comes to spiritual truth, there are people here and who have no comprehension. But I'm going to tell you why. Jesus tells us why. Right here in this verse. They do not understand it, and the wicked one comes and snatches it away, what was sown in his heart. Here's what I want you to see. Because they don't understand, Satan removes the truth from them. All right, let's stop. How many of you have a loved one that's a family member? We'll just, we'll just stick with family. How many of you have a family member, extended family, who does not know Jesus? How many of you are like that here? I think every one of us here, right? How many times have you communicated with them the gospel over the years and they still don't get it? Don't, don't, I don't need your hands. I already know. They still don't get it. I mean, and you have tried so many different ways for them to get it. Like you're watching TV with them and you're channel surfing while the commercial's on and you're happen to come by one of the good preachers on, and, and you just, hey, can we stop here for a moment and hear what he says? And so they listen for five or so minutes, and they're like, oh, let's get back to the game. And you're like, well, what do you think about what he says? What's he talking about? Or you try to figure out some way to get them to come to church, or you leave something in their presence so that they can hear, or, or you hope that this, that, or another happens. I mean, we do that kind of thing. We're hoping that they will listen and they understand. But I'm going to tell you something to you. There's, there may be a reason why they don't see. And actually, the Scripture tells us why they don't see. In fact, let me just read to you 2 Corinthians. The Apostle Paul says this. Said, for even if our gospel is veiled, there was an accusation against Paul saying that you, you were clouding the gospel so that people don't understand it. He's saying, look, even if the gospel was veiled, even if it wasn't plainly out there, listen to what he says. It is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of the Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. What's he saying here? He's saying the reason why they don't understand is because their minds have been blinded by who? Satan. 
All right, let's stop for a moment. We maybe never considered that before because we've been beating up on ourselves. We think that we don't know how to share. We think our presentation isn't right. We think we maybe approached them at the wrong moment. We think, we think, and, and they're still not listening. They're still not understanding. Paul comes along, Jesus is saying here as well, that the reason why they're not understanding, your loved one doesn't comprehend, is because right now they're blinded by the God of this world. Satan. He's real. And he doesn't want your loved one to know. Why? Because if he understood, the light of the gospel would shine in his heart and they would come to Jesus. That adds a different dimension to it, doesn't it? So how do we do battle with that, George? How do we... How do, I mean... How do, we, how do we deal with this blindness that people are suffering under? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what we need to do. Here's how I pray. Lord, open their eyes. They're blind, Lord. Open their eyes. Because they don't understand. Did you know what I'm saying? You've got to start. See, we, we pray prayers like this. Oh, God, I pray you would save them. Oh, I pray that they would come to know Jesus. That's good. You keep praying that. But you also need to pray when you are aware that something else is going on that you need to pray for them in another way. And the one thing that you're aware of, hopefully through today's message is, is that there is an enemy of your soul and of their soul that is keeping them from understanding truth. So you pray. God, help them to come to their senses. Help them to, to open their eyes to see the truth. Do you know what I'm saying? Help them to open their eyes to see the truth. Help me to be sensitive to when their eyes are open. Sometimes their eyes are opened by different things that happen in their lives. Do you understand? Where they're open to understanding. Help me to be sensitive to that. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to pray. You keep sharing as you're sharing, but don't beat yourself up. But you realize, God, bring them to the place of understanding. So you keep sharing. And you keep praying. In fact, here's what I want you to do. Here's the thing I want you to do. Why don't you write this statement down because this is so true. You know, for years, I remember being in, in the church for years and hearing about how I needed to be a soul winner for Jesus. Okay, I may have heard that. Be a soul winner, lead people to Jesus Christ. Okay, that's good. But I'll tell you what I didn't hear with that. that I needed to pray as much as I shared, if not more than what I shared for the people that I'm concerned for. And this is what I want you to write down. Sharing the gospel requires an equal amount or more prayer for that individual. Do you understand why? Because we're in a spiritual battle for people to understand. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
We're in a spiritual battle for people to understand. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.